0: Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! (laughs) Hello again, my beautiful Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queen! the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 121, and your super-packed Halloween month continues, because tonight I'm sitting down for a conversation with the lovely Miss Ann Bobby, and you're going to love it. So let's get right down to business, play a promo, and talk to the lovely woman of the hour.
1: Hi, this is Toppy Smelly. I do a podcast that comes out about once a week. It's called The Smellcast. And I like to think of it as sort of a personal journal podcast that, uh, well, collides with... Fantasy. What the hell does that mean? Uh, uh, well, uh, that's sassy. Uh, he's sort of. And a uh... sentient computer, a laptop, actually. <laughs> Hello, um, dear. What's going on? Oh, this is my great aunt, uh, Tappy Danielle. Rather recently, I was trapped in a mirror dimension for over twelve years. Uh, yeah, pretty much. My name's Walter Snicker Snicker. I have amnesia and I don't really know who I am. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my name's Billy. I'm Walt's nephew. Uh, I like to dress in girls clothes and when I do I call myself Dolores <laughs> um, Hello, uh, my name's Dallas Cody, I'm a very handsome young man and I live next door to Toppy. I may or may not be a serial okay. killer Alright, excellent. Uh, there you have it folks It's the Smellcast Yeah, you can find it on iTunes or you can go straight over to thesmellcast.com <laughs> We'd love to see you there Alrighty, then, The Smellcast <laughs> It don't stink all that much <laughs>
0: So, this show is going to run a little differently than usual in that our special guest is not here to talk about a specific movie or promote a specific project. You know why? Because she's so interesting and fascinating and, dare I say, inspirational. She is going to be all the entertainment you need. So, I'm thrilled to finally have her on the show. I am thrilled to have her as a contact in my life. I'm thrilled to follow her on Facebook. And I am thrilled to be talking to her with you right now so without any further ado so i am thrilled to have as my guest here today the illustrious the beautiful the multi-talented the one and only miss and bobby
2: Hello, hello, hello. How's hello. it going? I'm
0: doing fabulous, and Bobby, and even more fabulous now yeah. that you're here. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
0: I have been itching to do this for so long, and to be perfectly honest, it's very strange. I've been nervous to ask you.
2: Oh, God. You're kidding. Which is weird. We work together. Not you,
0: know. you. Not you. Yeah, me. Well, I and then I see you, you've you been talking with my friend Brian from uh, Big Gay Horror Fan and some of the other Love gay sites. Brian, sides. Chris.
2: Oh, my he God. Was,
0: He's amazing. I've had him on my show uh, twice, once. I'm not sure. He was one of my inspirations for doing the silly thing in the first place. <laughs> once I knew there was a market for it, I'm like, yes, yes, got to get, got to get Ed Bobby on the show. He
2: is just beyond fab.
0: Yes. And since you've got so much going on right now and it's Halloween season, I figured this is the time and this is the place.
2: So funny, isn't it? I've only done a few really sort of creepy, horror-y things in my life, uh, at least Recorded. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, what?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, but, but it's amazing that all of a sudden all of this is sort of coming to fruition now. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. Wild. I, it is pretty wild. It is pretty wild. And well, this you may have done a couple of horror things, but since this is a gay podcast, you've done a lot of things that my people will love and also their nerds. <laughs> And I, what I love about you, and Bobby, is I Google you every now and then, and I find out stuff about you. I'm like, holy God, that was her, too? Yeah,
2: I'm kind of like strep. <laughs> you're kind of like what? I'm kind of like strep, and I'm kind of across the board.
0: Like strep? Oh, okay. I thought you meant like strep throat? What? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Hardly. Okay. No, we love that. So, of course, the big thing that's going on with you right now is... Finally the release of the cabal cut of Nightbreed.
2: Well it's actually it's not the cabal cut, it is the director's cut.
0: Oh it's different.
2: There's a big difference between the two.
0: Okay, and what is that difference? Well, yeah,
2: the Cabal Cut is um, is the film that was shown at different cons uh-huh. all over the world over the last couple of years to bring to the fan base, which was put together by Mark Miller and Russell Carrington. Sort of cobbled together of, as you know, kind up Yeah, I was going to call you on that. <laughs>
1: ah,
2: sort of cobbled together of, like, all the footage. ...that was available just shy of getting the actual original negative of the film, the original footage. Okay. Um, this was stuff that was basically put together to restore the story um, of Clive's original vision of the piece. It ended up actually being much, much longer than the cut, which is now available on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Which uh, is the direct result of the Cabal Cut. And, um, and a big ah. thanks to everybody who was involved in that. That, that, that cut of that film um, was really for the die hard fan base and the, and, the, and the children of Occupy Midian who yes. knew the story so well. Because in watching the Cabal Cut, sometimes it was so dark and so grainy. Uh, Russell Sherrington actually once described some of the scenes as like looking at a porno,
1: <laughs>
2: you know, because it was really some of the scenes were were just snippets off of sometimes even VHS tape. Wow. Uh, Remember but, that? But Remember, had, that? Hmm? Oh, Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Goodness. Yes. yes. Uh, but it was really just about getting the story. Established. Okay. Um, now, the DVD and the Blu ray of the director's cut uh, was done with Mark Miller, Andrew Furtado, and Clive um, through Seraphim, uh, which is taking, taking the film and basically giving it the white glove treatment and Clive's input on what he actually intended the story to be. Hmm. And given the luxury of editing and trimming and enhancing and redubbing and re-recording, you know, this is this is really this is Clive's story.
0: Fantastic. Straight
2: from him. So.
0: Fantastic. Because as it should be. Yeah. Because that mind is amazing and depraved in the best possible way.
2: <laughs> He's delicious.
0: He is delicious. I met him at a con and we'll talk about that in a bit. So <laughs> were you aware that there was this kind of passionate fan base to see this story that was intended?
2: You know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's a really good question. Um, I've had, I've had sort of a very varied career. Y- yes. Um, yes, you have. <laughs> and every now and then, you know, I get someone who comes up to me on the subway or in a restaurant that I know you from somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I, I sort of look at that and I kind of go, okay, now are they gamers? Are they horror people? Are they TV people? Mm-hmm. And, and I just, you know, I, I have to sort of ask a few questions because I don't keep my resume in my pocket. And, um,
0: I'm shocked, I but noticed, please
2: continue. Yes. <laughs> but I noticed over the years that there was an increasing number of people who were responding to when I said, well, I, oh, you I watch horror? horror. I was in this movie Nightbreed. Oh, okay, uh, but, but I, I really do have... I, I, I basically found over the years that a lot of people uh, responded when I said, if you like horror, I was in this film called Nightbreed. The response... Was not only oh yeah that's it. It was oh my god that's it that film whatever happened to it you know and and I was you know and then I have to hear everyone's thoughts about Jesus why was it such a piece of shit it was such yeah, a good yeah, story yeah
1: yeah
2: and, yeah, and you know yeah. these, these are just the best conversations to have when you're like you know online in a bathroom or something but whatever
0: sure
2: <laughs> I just <laughs> I started to know well actually you know as a really crazy aside. Oh One time on the subway, I was like, you know, headed back. I live in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. it was one of those horribly long subway rides where someone came up to me and said, it was like that scene in Annie Hall, you know, I recognize you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, what have you been in? And I started like, you know, I said, well, I'm an actor. Well, what's that? Tell me what you've done. And no, I'm that's not it. I never saw and that. And finally, no, I'm like, no, it. that's not it. That's <laughs> not it. And I'm like, how far can my subway station be? And I'm like, you know, I, I, I really don't know. And then all of a sudden they go, wait a minute. Do you volunteer at this animal hospital? I think that you took care of my cat once.
0: Random. Like, Which is, Well, yeah.
2: that's just groovy. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's, but I did, are... I, did, I did. I have found that there has been a not just a large fan base for this film, but a very, very passionate and loyal and galvanizing fan base for this film. This this release is really the work of the fans. It really shows what a bunch of people can do when they all get together under one platform think... and want to make a change. Mm-hmm.
0: I love these stories. I love these stories. And, um, well, like I hear about people like uh, Adrian King from Friday the 13th who have always been hesitant and like shame, embarrassed about their horror career. And they go to these conventions and all of a sudden they discover that people remember these little tiny roles from little tiny films that everyone else has forgotten and they love you for them.
2: It's, it's a very, it's, it has been these last, these last two and a half years have been really kind of magical. Well, two years. They've been really, really cool for me because I've never been in any way ashamed of any project I've ever done. No,
0: you shouldn't be. So. I'm
2: always, I'm always surprised though to see to see and feel and experience firsthand what some of my jobs have meant to people, what mm-hmm. some of my projects have meant. Only a couple of weeks ago, I did a reunion of the Marvin Hamlish Howard Ashman musical Smile
0: Smile at
2: 54 Below.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, we sold out two shows. And in fact, last night I was out with... Uh, the, with, with uh, six of the original cast who live in New York and we all just went out for drinks last night Aww. to just sort of touch base again. But, but just seeing that, you know, while this was a job that I did 25 years ago and I loved it, it's really made an impact on some people's lives and it's given them some entertainment and some happiness mm-hmm. and some comfort and some common ground and going to these cons and talking to people, some of whom I now know, because they go to one or two cons, and uh-huh. I see them again. And, uh-huh. you know, we, we communicate through Facebook. And, you know, it's it's really a fraternity of people. And when something like that happens, you, you really do start to realize that we are the sum of our communities and the families we make. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a very, very empowering thing to have in your life. And as a result of the Cabal Cut and Nightbreed and the Fan Days, my life has expanded by a couple of facets.
1: Okay,
0: good. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's excellent to hear. One of my favorite stories about this, which has nothing to do with you, so I'll make it quick, is uh, Fred Decker. I sang with his brother in the Gay Men's Chorus. and up? Okay. How
2: is he? Where is he?
0: Who Fred? Or?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know Fred directly, but I sing with his oh, brother. Oh, okay, because I so haven't I, seen
2: him in... and <laughs> brother. I God. heard
0: stories that you know, all of a sudden, you know, when Netflix started happening and YouTube started happening, all this cry went up. Why is it the Monster Squad huh. on DVD? And all of a sudden, there were all these petitions, and Fred was shocked. It was like, because <laughs> all these all these kids grew up with it because it used to run on cable all the time.
2: That's right. So they
0: grew up wanting to be part of the monster squad. So maybe it flopped at the time, but the same thing with night of the creeps. He's like, I can't believe there's thousands of people dying to see this movie that nobody cared about
2: 30 years ago. You know, it's so, it's so crazy. And this is, this is a little confession. I think by the time this airs, I will have had my answer, but, um, for right now, I'm, I'm headed to uh, Dayton, Ohio, in a couple of weeks.
0: God bless you. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: I do. <laughs> I've really seen parts of the country I never thought I would see. Yeah, I, I had a very
0: strange experience on a tour of children's theater in Dayton, Ohio, but we don't need to go into that right
2: now. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Well, then in that case, I'm sure you can tell me where I can go to get a drink. Oh. Night.
0: <laughs> no, I, I can't. It was an in and out thing.
2: Oh, oh, oh hey, hey. Well, hey, hey, no, hey, 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 hey. i hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna walk right around that one. I'm not gonna step in it, I'm just walking around.
0: You better not because it's probably toxic <laughs> by now. Just don't even just don't even But Gross. I'm going
2: to Dayton, Ohio for EpicCon and um I am about to have an absolute fan geek moment there. I'm hoping to, anyway. Um one of the very cool things about this show has been going to cons. I've met some celebrities that have kind of freaked me out a little about meeting.
1: Sure. sure, sure, um, sure. I
2: actually, I, at the very first screening of the Cabal Cup in America, the mm. um, the Mad Monster Party in Charlotte, North Carolina,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: the headlining guest of honor was Rutger Hauer.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't Holy know he was shit, doing cons. Right? Wow. So,
2: so I was like, I, I could not bring myself to go up to his table. I just couldn't. I was so, so in awe of him. And, and finally, when we were showing the screening, we were doing the screening and it was in this big ballroom and it was packed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right before our screening, they were doing a screening of blade runner and there was a blade runner reunion
0: oh oh, oh wow okay and
2: so we were all assembled behind these partitions getting ready to go up and they had the tables from their panel still set up uh-huh and they were saying okay so here's what we're going to do you're going to start with the panel and then you're going to show the film mhm and i and i was saying to the to the guy who was running this i said You know, these people have been waiting a long time to see this movie, like 23 years. Uh I think we should probably show the film first and then do the panel, because people will have a thousand questions after that. And the guy was like, you know, well, I don't know. I was told that you're doing the panel first. And just at that moment, Rutger Howard is walking past (gasps) me. And I I said, excuse me, Mr. Howard, can I ask you a question? they're saying that we should do the panel first and then do the film. And I'm thinking maybe, and Rutger Howard goes, and this is Nightbreed. And I said, yes. And he said, I think you should show the film first. And I said, well, thank you very much. May oh. I kiss you on the cheek?
0: May I, excuse me, I have to go into the other room and faint for about three hours. But yeah, so, and, 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 yeah.
2: he, and he looked at me and he went, you may. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did
2: you? And did you? Are you kidding? Of course of I course you oh my did. Add a girl. Are you kidding me? Add a girl. <laughs> but, and it's so funny because when I tell people I kissed Rutger Haller, and they went, "Well, how old was he?" and I was like, "Who gives a Who fuck?" Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh my god! So, so in a couple of weeks, I'm going to uh, EpicCon in uh-huh. Dayton, and mm, excuse me, and one of the guests of honor. Is David Warner.
0: Oh my God. And I love David Warner.
2: Please, are you kidding? <clears throat> Excuse me. The thing is about David Warner and me.
0: A hundred years you know, ago, I was a maniac.
2: Me well, people know him about Tron mm-hmm. and Time Bandits and Star Trek mm-hmm. and yada blah. I can still recreate the David Warner and Malcolm McDowell scene exchange in the hotel room in time after time, practically verbatim.
0: Now, I'm an amateur.
2: Ninety years ago, I was a freak. Today, I'm an amateur.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I've covered that movie on the show, and that's one of my favorite, favorite films.
2: The world has caught up with me and surpassed me.
0: And he's fantastic. at <laughs> it. I love David Warner because he'll pop up in The Craziest Things.
2: Oh well, this is Okay, so this is the thing My sister and I growing up Back when HBO only had like five movies on That they ran from four to midnight
0: Thank you, thank you I reference that all the time I'm like, you don't understand Back in the day They had five movies And they'd show them all day And you'd watch them every time that they were on Exactly, that's yes. it Oh my god, I can't believe that We have,
2: we have exactly, you know All the things That is a special
0: section I, I actually, when I introduced time after time I said this is one of those HBO movies
2: Yes, it was on all the time. But Constance. it. Was, it was so great. It was such a great movie. Uh-huh. But he was also, we started, my sister and I started looking into other movies. Mm-hmm. And David Warner was in this film directed by Carol Reese
0: uh-huh.
2: that he, that he uh, co-starred with Vanessa Redgraven called oh. Morgan, A Suitable Case for Treatment. Okay. Very, very dark comedy I'm about an artist his wife is divorcing him and he thinks he's a gorilla and he's,
0: oh, he's, story. A,
2: he's, he's a communist. It's just this crazy little dark comedy. A communist he gorilla, runs sure. around, uh-huh. He runs around this film wearing this really long cabled sweater, like a fisherman's sweater. Okay. And Kate and I, my sister and I, were so obsessed with this film. One day when I was like, you know, maybe 15, uh-huh. I was working. I was working on Broadway. I was like, you know, I was around. I was working all the time. But I walked into FAO Schwartz and I found this stuffed bear wearing a long cable knit sweater. And I just grabbed him. And Morgan became my mascot. Morgan has been all around the world with me. Wow. Morgan has been to Oxford, to L.A. He's been on the road with all my shows. He's been in every dressing room I've ever had.
0: And something tells me Morgan's going to Dayton.
2: Morgan's going to Dayton, baby!
0: Morgan's going to meet Daddy.
2: Morgan's going to meet his namesake.
0: I love And I'm
2: hoping that David Warner does not think I'm completely batshit.
0: You know what? I'd be thrilled if David Warner thought I was batshit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's thinking of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just I've got to do this. Uh,
0: okay, you know what else is? Uh, just, just back back to you. <laughs> okay. You mentioned that you were in Smile. Yes. This is the second time that this that show has come up on my program. Oh, you're kidding? No, no. I, I reviewed a horror movie called Smile, and it was about a haunted camera, and it was so bad. I said, oh I would rather be talking about the Marvin Hamlet's flop musical, Smile. I
1: want to so I, I
0: did. I played excerpts from it. <laughs> oh my God. God. Yeah, like, this oh, is a gay oh. podcast. You all love Broadway, right? So deal with it. <laughs>
2: Absolutely! Oh my God! Oh, now I have to go back and listen to that one.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. I get really angry
2: at this movie. I love that.
0: And I do wish I looked like Terry Gar.
2: Oh, I wish I looked like Terry Gar.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. You
2: know, boy, some of those lyrics just came back like a (laughs) like a prairie oyster.
0: Okay. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I like you. So so when we worked together, uh, Anne had written a, a play that I did a reading mm-hmm. for her for. I was uh, reading the stage directions. Um, hints for ladies? Tips for ladies?
2: Facts for ladies.
0: Facts for ladies. Yes. Yes. And I did not make the connection. You were a friend of Doug. That's all I knew. Yes. And I knew, I knew, I knew damn well who Ann Bobby was, but I'm like, it can't be that Ann Bobby.
2: Oh wow! <laughs> you know that play is being expanded.
0: Oh, is it? Well, yeah. You had talked about that. Well, we that night, the we you discovered in the Q and A that the woman who wrote the book is more interesting than the book.
2: Exactly, she's fascinating.
0: Yes. And they don't care. They're like, back back to back with Tim Bobby. Yes, <laughs> yes,
2: were, yes, were, yes. Anyway. But, oh, but you should know, when I did the reading of that of the first draft of the expanded play, yes. um, Kate Mulgrew jumped in and read the role of the <gasps> woman who wrote that book, which was so much fun. I've known Kate for a long, long time, and she was just spectacular in this. And I just want to keep revising this and getting it to a shape where I can show it to her again. I, I, I'd love to see her play this woman.
0: I would just love to point out that you just casually toss out Oh I've known Kate Mulgrew for years. About ninety percent of my listeners just passed out. So we're gonna have to pause <laughs> for a moment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Kate and I did black comedy together.
0: Oh, okay. Oh that's a fun That's
2: point. a roundabout with Peter McNichol and Nancy Marchand and Brian Murray.
0: Just keep dropping those names. It's all good. Sorry. No, we're all no, we're all very impressed. I am very impressed. No, it's cool. It's all cool. But the thing was I posted on Facebook, you know, I just did this play. It was written by Ann Bobby. And one of my list just chimed in. He's like, is that my beloved Ann Bobby from Night oh. Raid and Cop Rock?
2: <gasps> yeah. And I said, mm.
0: wait, is it? So I Googled. <laughs> I look at the picture. I'm like, son of a bitch, it is. And I was eating her ravioli like there was nobody's business. Whatever ravioli oh. you made that day. Because Ann cooks like a beast. Ann is a creative oh. force of nature. Oh, I've-
2: my God. You know, yeah, I, mean, you're I, like, I love you're, you'll be like cooking.
0: You'll be cooking with one hand, writing a, a play with the other hand. Somehow, like composing an aria in your brain. Like I picture you as the reverse Shiva, just like with eight arms, but all of them are doing oh, something fabulous.
2: Yeah. You're not destroying; <laughs> yeah. you're creating. I love that. What a uh-huh. great description! I'm going to steal that. Now I got to go and get myself a little Shiva charm.
0: By all means,
2: I love that. No, you know, cooking for me is like a five finger exercise. It's like
0: uh-huh. my
2: mind is going.
0: Get your Pretty mind out serious. of the gutters, I... boys. Sorry, sorry, my listeners just went to dessert, But
2: that's, ah, where, I, that's where I would
0: have gone. Uh, sorry, please. Boy, five...
2: I, I, okay, I gave you a pass. You're the, you, I'm, I'm getting you next time, man. <laughs>
0: promises, promises. So anyway, back to your five fingers.
2: But I do, I, I, I really do. Cooking, when I'm working on something, when I'm working on a creative project, I just, I have to have something on the stove, too, because when my mind gets, overwhelmed I just add a new ingredient
0: or stir okay I love that I love that and you're such a passionate like there's so much passion in everything that you do like even your posts you're awesome. a human rights advocate you're a animal advocate you're in you're, you're for artists rights you're just all about politics and just just everything you write is so fascinating because you're so I'm passionate pissed, about it
2: I am a pissed off bitch
0: Okay, I wouldn't have said that. I would have gone for passionate. Because everything you say is always well-worded. Okay. And a li- like, even about the little part, because, like, I saw that little exchange about someone who had stolen the director's cut and was complaining oh. about it. And you're just like, well, big talk from someone who stole it. And they oh, didn't realize yeah. who you were I mean, either. And somebody else, like, you realize and Bobby just, like, ripped you apart. Yeah, idea. and
2: actually, one of, it was someone who did that. They actually removed that post. I think okay. he was sort of ashamed. I'm like, you know what, man? Screw you. You should be. And it was in the you Occupy know,
0: it's, chat room.
2: It, it, and it's, it's also sort of like... Chat room? You know, what that, year is it? <laughs> please. Well, no, but this is like that Woody Allen uh, quote when he tells that old apocryphal joke of like, you know... Two ladies are sitting at a table at mm-hmm. a restaurant, and this one woman says, God, the food here is just so terrible, and the other woman says, I know, in such small portions.
1: <laughs> and it's sort yeah. of like,
2: you know, sometimes you get these people who go, yeah, I downloaded this thing for free, and it was such a piece of shit. What a waste of, what, your money?
0: Yeah, your my bandwidth, whatever.
2: I could have gone to I, I jail just, for stealing that. I don't know what to that. say to someone like that, except, gee... I'm so glad that you didn't pay for that thing you stole that you didn't that like. That
0: I'm not getting the money that I deserve from Gus. Well, now, my this is project. the thing.
2: And this is, this is what I don't even... I, and, you know, I, I have to say, it gets very depressing because you don't want to engage people too much.
0: Not too much, You certainly no. don't
2: want to start a conversation with someone who is sometimes just looking to be courted and feel important, you know? So you, you, I, I'm learning slowly but surely that, you know, you have to tread very, very lightly in the world where truly everyone is a critic yeah. or thinks they are. Well,
0: that's why I liked your response. It was just like one sharp, sharp little but just like, like a little pink dart that you throw in there. Bye, Bradford. Sorry, my partner is walking out the door.
2: Yeah. <laughs> big but, you know, I mean, it was like just a truth.
0: big talk from a thief and then, like, scuttled away. Yes, but it said everything. But but you
2: know, honestly, I can tell you, and I can tell your listeners, you know, the truth is there. I'm so grateful for my union, and I've really seen how all of my unions have evolved over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, the people who did that film, they didn't get residuals for that movie because we filmed it in England, and we filmed it in England prior to
0: 1990. Oh, okay.
2: So, you know, this is this really is a labor of love. This has not paid for a timeshare in Cancun for me.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. But
2: it still chafes me when I see like, you know, people who haven't put the time or money into it. Just, you know, they want it now so they take it. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Yep. You know, I mean but, but I also frankly, would take the fan base off to the side and go, you knew what this was worth to you and you paid for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, someone wants to do something incredibly unethical, you can say, that's incredibly unethical.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And move on.
0: And then talk shit about them on a podcast. Like and they then probably don't listen them, to them on it. a
2: podcast. Uh-huh, if you're
0: Although, listening, shame. If, shame on you, I, I shame. Will,
2: I will say this, if anyone in your, in your, if any of your listeners are in Europe and in the UK and fans
0: night lots of them
2: and and well if they can't afford a player that can play in their zone uh-huh. maybe one of your fans who does have a player that can play in R1 yes should have a part in your screening.
0: You know what? Hey, Justin, if the hysteria continues, if you're listening, get on that. That's perfect for your fan base.
2: You know, because instead, yeah. that way people don't have to download illegally. Right. And they can all get together and have a nice evening in London somewhere. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, and watch it. Okay. And, and then wait for, the, for it to become available, which mm-hmm. it will. I mean, you know, every, galvanize yourselves. Do a grassroots movement. That's how all this shit started anyway.
0: That's true. That is true. But
2: I, uh, but that's the whole thing. I don't want to get on the website, uh, on the Facebook page and start suggesting that because I, I don't want to hear the arguments. I don't want to...
0: Hear oh, yeah, because... I can't
2: get too involved. It's like, no, I, have they're, they're... I have a story to write.
0: Yeah. You've got... And two cakes in the oven and I'm composing <laughs> and I'm rehearsing <laughs> three shows cakes. at once. Have... I'm actually rehearsing three shows at this exact moment. There are three... And,
2: I, and I'm taking care of a dog with no skin. <laughs> That was one of my favorite things one day. I do a lot of animal rescue. You know that.
0: Been the desert with a dog with no skin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> one time someone came up to me at an audition and said, are you Man Bobby? And I said, yeah. And they said, do you do animal rescue? And I said, yeah. And, and this woman said, is it true that you have a dog with no skin? And I was like, no, there's no such thing as a dog with no skin. But well, you know what?
0: That's a great internet rumor to get started and she keeps it alive I was like <laughs> with, with, did you just the,
2: hear what you just asked
0: with the of people who steal the Nightbreed Director's Cup <laughs>
2: exactly. on <off> the internet <laughs> beware I mean, uh, beware that was one of the strangest things I've ever had asked. That's, that is a very
0: bizarre thing
2: do uh, you have a dog with no skin hmm.
0: why yes yes it is want want to see
2: yeah it's ceramic
0: (laughs) he's right here don't you see him he's also invisible
2: (laughs) and he's nine feet tall
0: he is he's a puka and
2: me and James stewart can see him okay Uh
0: uh-huh yes thank you well let me give you one of my cards (laughs) so okay let's move on a little bit um uh you've got a Another movie that's been doing the circuits, uh, uh, Hanover House. Yes. A ghost story.
2: Yes. Robert, your dad died last night. His funeral is being held this weekend at the Valley Funeral Home back in Hanover.
1: Sorry about your dad. I'm so glad you're here. If you love me, why do you just leave? I don't know. Who the hell do you think you are? It was always him over me. You still don't get it. We won't be coming back. What did he do to you? Robert! Oh my God, Robert, what the hell did you do? Oh my god, they're okay, go okay. Robert, call that one. There's a house up there. I'm gonna go get some help. Oh. Please, sir, we have an injured little girl here. Come away. There's nothing here for you, Robert. yeah
0: I remember you were actually either filming or staying in a haunted house while you did this.
2: It was, it was filming in and around a haunted house in Maine. Okay. And it was awesomely cool.
0: Okay. Cause I know it you was, had, you've had, I remember you had your experience. I think it was in the performing arts library. Oh yeah. Uh huh. See, I remember everything. I'm a, sp- oh, I'm a sponge. I have
2: had a lot. I I've had a lot of experiences. Mm-hmm. You helped um, me with
0: my with my kitchen ghost.
2: Yes, that's right. Oh uh-huh. my god, that's right. That's oh my did. god.
0: They they, they they know Scott very well. I talk about Scott a lot. We named him Scott. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. I I have yeah. I've had a, I've had my share. And and you know what? It's not haunted. It's just sometimes there's just energy.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and and I was really the the worst moment of filming Hanover House. And there were some some tough moments making that movie. But but the toughest was when we ran late because of a technical glitch. Yes. And it was becoming a possibility that I was going to have to spend the night at that house.
0: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. really
2: did not want to spend the night at that house. Okay. Not that I was completely creeped out, but I was one of the first people to get to the location. And while they were unloading the truck with all their camera equipment and stuff, I sort of wandered through the house a little. Uh huh. Just sort of getting a sense of it. And I actually found the house to have incredibly warm energy. It was really fine. Okay. Until I got to this one staircase um... that. It wasn't like there was a breeze or a wind. It was just, it got cold. And I just looked up into the stairwell, and it was just, it suddenly went blacker than black.
1: Oh.
2: And I just went, okay, I'm not going any further into the house. I'll wait for everybody else. Okay.
1: Fair and enough. And then
2: when we got the, the tour of the house, uh, one of the owners, stopped everyone at that stairwell and says, "Oh, and this is where you see the old man or the little boy." I was like, "Yeah." And she said that, like, you know, pictures fall off the walls there, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, yep, that that makes sense."
0: I was right. Mm-hmm.
2: That's just that's just the unhappy part of the house, but mm-hmm. I really was so grateful. And they're all like, you know, when we finished, oh, it's like it was like two in the morning, and my flight out of Portland was at like seven, and they were like. Don't you want to sleep over? I'm like no, no,
0: <laughs> no. I will sleep
2: at the airport. It. No, it's <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> no, so I know that's been doing the circuits. Is there any word of a, a video release for that yet?
2: They are. Uh, uh, there are things in the in the mix. Okay. Um, actually, Hanover House is going to be at Epicon as well in Dayton. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if they're doing a screening. But they will be there, so if you're coming to see me, uh, come and see Corey and Haley, too, okay. and uh, anyone can ask for them.
0: Okay. What are the dates for that, by the way, EpicCon.
2: EpicCon is the 24th, 25th, and 26th of October. Oh, okay. And I'm going from there to L.A. Uh, on the 28th. There's a private screening of Nightbreed with Clive, and, and uh, those of us who are going to be there are doing a panel. Okay, fantastic. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool.
0: So, hey, if you're, if you're going to Epicon and you see Aunt Bobby, tell, <laughs> tell, tell, hi. tell her that you're one of the Scream Queens and maybe she'll give you an extra hug.
2: Oh, my God, absolutely. And, and for what it's worth, um, coming December 1st, my short film is going to be premiering on Video On Demand. Oh, nice. And what's that called? It's, it's uh, a short film that's part of the In Fear of series.
0: Ooh, okay. So
2: great. This is a film that uh, Hanover House and In Fear of actually are a direct results of Nightbreed and Occupy Midian. Uh-huh. Um, these are two writers, Hale, uh, Corey, Corey and Haley Norman on Hanover House, and Scott Perry uh, and Robert Broadmerkle on In Fear of. They approached me on Facebook and said they had these scripts, and I got I got a fair number of scripts, and some of them I really really respond to, and I just thought Scott's idea for this series was brilliant, very Twilight Zone, all short films about phobias, nice. and okay. while acting okay. in acting in this short film Agoraphobia uh-huh. with Frank Lasnick and me, uh
0: huh,
2: I. Decided that I wanted to write an episode, so I wrote the fear of throwing things away, um, which is also kind of the fear of being buried alive. It's called disposophobia, and it stars me and Barbara Rosenblatt from Orange Is the New Black, <sighs> and hello, Doug Shapiro.
0: He didn't tell me that.
2: Yeah, Doug, Doug Shapiro. Is in it. He's he's in it.
0: Okay.
2: And it's going to be available on Video On Demand starting December 1st.
0: Fantastic. I'm so excited about that. That's very cool. Now, okay, this is, even today, Ann Bobby, I just want you to know, I learned two things about you that I did not know.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm always finding things that blow my mind. First of all, you're uh, in the...
2: Okay, I'm not letting you... I Okay,
0: go ahead. Cha-cha-cha-cha, cha-cha-cha, cha-cha, because cha, 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 then I'm going to blow your uh-huh. mind
2: okay.
0: with the third thing. Okay, first of all, you were in the human comedy. Yes. On Broadway with Stephen Jeffries.
2: Yes.
0: We love Stephen Jeffries.
2: I love Stephen so much. And that, that has actually been one of the joys of this Nightbreed experience. Is I have run into Stephen at a couple of these cons, and I'm always so happy to see him. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. And guess who is in the Hanover House with me? Daniel Noel, who was in the Human Comedy with me.
0: Wow, they don't know who that is, so that's 5 I'm excited. Yeah. Now, I didn't see the human <laughs> comedy, but I just said, okay, there's a great connection there. you got Stephen Jeffries, who, of course, was Evil Ed in Fright Night.
2: Of course. Of and, course. of course,
0: became infamous by going into gay yes, porn and then is- coming back again. And I said, yep. what a fascinating trajectory to go from nominated for a Tony to horror icon to gay porn and back again.
2: And 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 still just maintains such such spirit. and He's such a beautiful soul.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No no judgment.
0: No judgment about the porn. We all do whatever we need to do to get by. Oh,
2: God, no. I I mean, we just, you know, he's one of those awesome people that you can just sit down with and just pick up right where you left off 25 years earlier.
0: I love that. And I'm of the opinion that someday in the near future, like when sex tapes leak and nude pictures leak, nobody's going to care because everyone's going to have them.
2: No, everyone will be talking about mine. (laughs) Oh, my. The
0: one, the one, the one where you're doing whatever you're doing and cooking
2: <laughs> at the same time.
0: Yeah, at the same time.
2: <laughs> Someone's in the kitchen so with Bobby. And Bobby,
0: I just was going to say that, and then I found out today that you're the voice of Dr. Tan Mom.
1: Yeah. In Bioshock. I am back in the rapture after so many years. The little ones I rescued are grown up and think of me no more. After what I once did to them was a joy to be forgotten but now all around the world children vanish by the sea kidnapped and so i return in fear of what i already know someone is making new little ones continuing my work my sins even if i am to die for it i must stop them
0: no idea i had to immediately tell my nerd friend kate hi kate are you listening Who's a Bioshock. She dresses up as, as the girl from Bioshock Ultimate. Constantly, she looks just like her. The fact that I knew, she, she, she's like, I just fell on the floor.
2: <laughs> that I got to tell you, man, that that was another project that when I read about it and I saw the script, I just went, I got to do this. I've that, got to do whatever I can do to do this film. I've got to.
0: Those games are so bonkers. It's like, a I, great game. I have no great idea. Game. Whenever I finish them, I'm like, I really have no idea what just happened, but it was a totally amazing. <laughs> it was, It's so complex and so layered.
2: And it's stunning. And the music,
0: mm-hmm.
2: no mm-hmm. pun intended, well, pun intended, yeah, that was really a game changer in uh-huh. every sense of the word.
0: I see what you did there.
2: It just totally raised the level of, of narrative, of conscience, yes. of beauty. Mm-hmm. it's just that that game still just takes my breath away
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think it always will I think uh, I think that's that's a, that's a landmark piece
0: mm-hmm. and your poor little darlings
2: uh, it's, it's my um, there's so many accents in there she's from so many places
1: mm. now
2: you couldn't be Polish or German or Russian she had to be all three and I am Polish and Czech and Russian so I was like okay I'll just use all my... And and you find it good.
0: That way you don't offend anybody in particular. (laughs) No, I mean, because then you can't say, okay, well, she's a Nazi. No. No, she's not. She's not, you know, whatever. Whatever. She's not any of those things. She's Ann Bobby. She's all
2: sorts of things. She's
0: all three. She is complex. She's a complex
2: lady.
0: Two mints in one. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. What was that? (laughs) Dynamint? What was that? I don't even remember what that was. Double mint. Double mint.
2: Double mint. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I always say in actor years, I'm dead.
0: Yeah. I understand. I, uh-huh. I, just,
2: I go back really, really long.
0: Uh-huh. 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 Yes, because I'll bring up Mr. Microphone sometimes. People are like, what? <gasps> Mr. Hey, good. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes.
0: Wait. But, but Dad, it's smoky.
2: Smokey. the
0: Smoky Robinson guy that guy was okay we're so old we're so old, and yeah,
2: old. We yeah we are Yeah, we're the we can, same we can mate, start so we're to good. do all the K-tell, the greatest hits from the greatest artists but we hey
0: won't. do you remember 1973 I barely do but we're going to talk about it anyway but anyway <laughs> never mind anyway oh, the other one of the first things after I worked with you and Bobby that I found out and this is where I get to blow your mind you were in I'm not telling you this. You know that you were in this. You were in God's Belt at the Lambs. Sure was. In 1988. Yes. That was a game changer for me.
2: A lifetime. How pace. so?
0: Well, I had just, 1988 was the year I started college. I went to Siena College, which at the time was listed as one of the 10 most homophobic schools <gasps> in America. And here I am, right on the cusp of coming out and so figuring out who I am. <laughs> And all that stuff. And I was miserable there. Was miserable. Just had so much to hide. It was not comfortable and not fitting in and, and things like that. There was a bus trip to go and see Godspell. And I don't know what it was specifically about the show, but it resonated and brought me joy that I had not felt in ages. And between that time in September and the time it closed on New Year's, I saw it about four times, including the closing
1: Woo! show. Oh my God.
0: And something about it, just because it was so, not any production of Godspell I'd seen before. Yes, it was. I mean, it was Godspell, but you guys had such a different energy and you just, I mean, you actually made the Tower of Babel make sense, which nobody ever does.
2: I think that's the best overture in Broadway history.
0: I think it's fantastic, but normally you will see it and go, what, huh, what, huh? But that actually made sense. I totally oh, get what with Harold
2: Perrineau starting it out as Socrates.
0: Mm-hmm. That was the other I, thing is when I started looking. I'm like, oh, my God, that person was in the cast. That person was in the cast. That yeah. person was
2: in the cast. Oh, my God. And you know what? God. I'll tell you something. I'll, well, I'll tell you two things about that. First of all, that show actually is magical. mm mm-hmm. Anyone who's ever done a production of God's cell
0: comes oh, yeah. away
2: with friendships and memories that just inform their lives. Absolutely. There's something extraordinary about that show.
0: There really is.
2: Yeah. I, I I did that show with someone who has become one of my very, very dearest friends, Bill, Um Bill started out, when, when he was doing gospel, he was doing like double Jesus duty because he was doing gospel rehearsals in the morning, and he was in the ensemble of Paper Mill Playhouse's Jesus Christ Superstar at night.
0: Okay, okay.
2: And Bill has gone on, uh, he's moved more into production, and now he's the chief creative officer of DreamWorks Animation. I read that. And the president of DreamWorks Theatrical, and I was actually just at his wedding to another one of my dearest friends, John, um, in July. But the night before their wedding, we went to the Hollywood Bowl where DreamWorks was having a concert, an all-star concert, celebrating their 20th year of animation. Uh And a whole bunch of us were there, including other people from the cast of Godspell and friendships that were made as a result of that show. And who comes over, but of course, Stephen Schwartz.
0: Come on now.
2: Well but well because he did Prince of Egypt and we were doing Prince of Egypt oh, of course, there and you course, know course, he was of there.
0: Course, of course. I never yeah, I did okay, sure.
2: And it was actually Prince of Egypt that Bill started working on when he started at DreamWorks. And we all got to just say to Stephen, you know, You did this. You you created these friendships that have changed all of our lives. Yeah. And, and, and I said to him, I said, you know, we're not the only ones. Your show is magical.
0: Oh, I absolutely agree. I've done it several times and those casts.
2: You, never, you always hold on to people from that show.
0: Uh-huh, and that goodbye scene is for real every time.
2: It's, it's really extraordinary. That show, you know, a, a friend of mine says that you can always tell that, that the very best cooking is cooking that's made with love.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that that applies to everything. I think that applies to stories, to art, to relationships. If it's made with love, you know. And God's was made with love. It's true. And, and every production just carries that on. It's it's so... I can't believe that you saw it all those times. Uh-huh. Well, Did I give you wine?
0: Probably. Yes, I always got wine. <laughs> but here's the thing. I saw it four times, and like I said, I was at this homophobic school, and I was, for some reason, they were doing a stage reading of As Is, <laughs> and I was in it, and there was a Q&A afterwards, and somebody asked if I was gay, and I said, what the fuck, and I just did it, and I don't know why, Godspell was in my head, like, light under a bushel, don't do it, just stand up and do it, and I did it. Wow. At the most That's homo- how you
2: came out?
0: That is how I came out, publicly. And the fascinating thing was the bullies never bothered me. I saw them going after other people, but they were afraid of me because I had done something publicly. And then I started, I helped start the first gay and lesbian student union.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: And that is really all from Godspell. And I can't really explain. If that light
2: is under a bushel, it's lost something kind of crucial.
0: And I don't know what it was about that production. That just stuck with me, and you all me became and
2: the light of the world.:
0: I did become the light, and now look at me, now look at me, and that's why I, I wanted to tell you this that and what story. Oh, thank you, I knew you would. I knew you would. I actually have never told anyone that story.: So
2: now you've told everybody.: <laughs> I mean,
0: they know I came out publicly, but they don't know why, because I figured nobody's seen God's Bell they thought it was story. stupid. and so you were an integral part of my life before I even knew you.
2: I love that. Well, wow, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story that's nowhere near as profound about that production.
0: Okay, we're done for the day now. No, just kidding. Touch <laughs> 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 so get my thunder, and Bobby, come on. No, all right, no, let's go.
2: We, you know that. Well, your listeners might not know that uh, that show took place. Uh, we we did it at the Lambs Theater, mm-hmm. which was um, uh, the home base for the Church of the Nazarene. So they had a, a very small theater downstairs, and then they had an upstairs theater where they had church on Sundays. So we always had to make sure that everything was put away for the church audience on Sundays. For sure. They had a soup kitchen uh, at the in their basement. Mm-hmm. So every night we would like you know we would go and you know walk past the people who were going into the soup kitchen. Um, the original our production began with all of us as homeless people. Yes, it did. You know, so we're like shuffling around in our grubby clothes and then eventually we become the clowns. And uh, <laughs> every week we had to take our clothes and put them all into these big bags to be dry cleaned. Mm-hmm. And so we had our... First, first scene clothes, and then our and then our cute little clown clothes that David Woolard did so beautifully. They were so beautiful. Yes, they were. A very, very gorgeous. We all helped design our fun costumes, and nah. and uh, one day we came back to the show to discover that our costumes had in, in the bags had been confused. With bags of Uh. clothing donations for the homeless. Oh, no. So we got to work to discover that all of our costumes were gone. Okay. And they had been stolen and sold. And our clothes, the clothes that came back from the dry cleaners were like T-shirts and sweatpants that were donations.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: And we have to have all of our costumes rebuilt okay. in like two seconds.
0: Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I was going to say, like, with that show, it almost doesn't matter. But I was kind of picturing running into a, a homeless person wearing carnival clothes.
2: Well, apparently, the costume designer was running all over the Lower East Side that day snatching bits of our costumes oh off of blankets oh. on the sidewalk.
0: God. <laughs>
2: that's, yes. a, that's
0: kind of not in tune with the show, but okay.
2: Trying, trying to salvage whatever was left of his costumes.
0: Wow. That's insane. I'm reminded of AbFab where they did that to... Uh...
2: Yes. What it's was like... it? The the, the unit... Uh, the, the the Vivian
0: Westwood cap suit? I, I, uh,
2: A Vivian Westwood cap <laughs> Yes. Oh, God. But now yes. with,
0: with, with God's buckloads, that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I think we've done it, Ann Bobby. Oh,
2: I love it.
0: <laughs> okay, I think we have done everything we wanted to do. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you oh, for Oh, thank being you so much. You.
2: Have a beautiful Halloween. Maybe I'll see some of you in Dayton.
0: I certainly will. Uh, I certainly hope Maybe so. Maybe I'll and, see
2: David Warner in Dayton. Ah!
0: Yes. And, oh, I just want you to know, I don't even know if you remember this, but... I still, every now and then, will say, "No fruit for you, banana head." <laughs>
2: oh my god, I adore you.
0: And I don't even—I don't know—I don't even think that was your line. I think it was the other girl's line, whose name I can't think of.
2: No fruit
0: for Treat, you, banana head. For, just no fruit for you, banana head. Trini Alvarado, so much.
2: Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> started oh talking my head. god.
0: It was a parting gift. No fruit for you, banana head.
1: I All love you right. so
0: much. Thank you Aunt Bobby, I love you too. And we're out.
1: Johnny, I said we were through. Just to see what
0: Okay, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. This puppy is wrapped because there's voicemail. Yes, there's voicemail, but the show went longer than I expected. And this is your, you know, super-packed Halloween month. Episode's going like crazy. I promise, if you've left a voicemail, I will get to it very, 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 very soon. No distress. And hey, don't forget that there is a contest running right now if you want to win. The entire series of Stargate SG-1 on DVD. You need to enter. And what you need to do is you need to send me your Halloween decorations or your costumes or how you're making your world a little bit creepier this Halloween season. And you have until, I said November 1st, I'm going to say till Monday after Halloween so I guess that's the 3rd to get them to me. Now right now I only have one person who's entered. And you're going to help vote when it's time, but I'm just saying, I don't want to just hand over this beautiful DVD box set that easily. I mean, I'm more than happy to because this person's stuff is amazing. But come on, you guys can do better than that. Freak me out. Now, I know Halloween hasn't happened yet, and a lot of you haven't worn your costumes yet. So That's why I'm giving you a few extra days to get it to me, so do not delay. Do not delay. And you can send all that information to crew at ScreamQueens.com. And, of course, that is Queens with a Z. And if you want to leave a voicemail, well, you guys have a number. The temporary number is 917-720-2047. Again, that's 917-720-2047. You can like me on Facebook. Do a search on the Scream Queens Horror Podcast and join the conversation over there. You can follow me on Twitter at Scream Queens, of course, with a Z. And you can listen to me on the Stitcher app, Stitcher Smart Radio, where you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts on whatever listening device you choose. You can listen at home on your computer or on your phone or on your tablet or just about anything that you can plug in. I listen on my cat sometimes. Don't ask how that works. It's really gross. So, until next time, which is going to be super soon, my beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, You know, boy... I was at a Broadway show with Ann Bobby. All right, maybe it wasn't a Broadway show. And maybe it wasn't Ann Bobby. All right, I used to be a stripper and my name was Bobby Ann. Bobby Ann Blowpops. Those were the days.
1: Bobby. I got hunting for witches.
0: Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by
1: Mavio's music service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what else I haven't done in a long time? I haven't left you an Easter egg. Well, I guess in this case it would be a Halloween egg. Why does that sound gross? It's not gross. It's not gross. Just deal with it. Let's work with me here. Now, in my discussion with Ann Bobby, I mentioned National Coming Out Day. When I spoke with her, it was not National Coming Out Day. It was actual National Anti-Bullying Day, Spirit Day, whatever they call it. Now, both of those things happened this week. And I think they're very important things. But I also hate that they're confined to one day. If you are in the closet, coming out is the most powerful thing that you can do. To save yourself, and I can testify to that because I did it. I talked about it, did it publicly, and the things I was afraid of went away. Now that not that might not be the case for you. And I've gotten an email from a listener out there who I'll call Little John, who is 15 years old, and he's in a place where he's not doing so well. He's in high school, he's suffering and feels very, very alone. And I just want to say, little John, you're not alone. Thank you for reaching out to me. Because, whether you know it or not, you do have a support system here because this is not the radio, I'm not a celebrity. You can contact me at any time, you know where to find me. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, if you go to the Facebook page and you ask for help for any of those people there, just to talk, they'll be more than happy because we got good people here and we like you, John. And I know it's hard, but you just gotta hold out. It will get better. I know it sounds corny, but it will. So John, I wanna play a song for you. This is a song I recorded when I was with the Uptown Express. And while this was a terrible experience for me, this song is something I'm particularly proud of. So John, and any of you who are struggling Is for you.
1: No matter what they tell us, no matter what they do, no matter what they teach us, what we believe is true. No matter what they call us, however they attack, no matter where they take us find our own way back I can't deny what I believe I can't be what I'm not I know our loss forever sheltered from the storm, no matter where it's buried, our dream is being born, no matter who they follow, no matter where they lead, no matter how they judge us, Everyone you need No matter if the sun